Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Dine-In. So for today's episode, I have with me Selena. She is a super friendly person that I met a month ago at Concoction. In this episode, we discuss her love for light novels and magical girl anime, as well as talk about the online book clubs that she runs. If you like the episode, make sure to like, subscribe, share, and review on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Those things will really help me out and help me grow. And as always, we are always looking for guests to be on the show. So if you'd like to be a guest on the show and talk about your favorite series, make sure to go to AnimeDineIn.com and check the contact page. Lastly, this episode does contain spoilers for the following shows. D. Greyman, Fruits Basket, Princess Tutu, Black Cat, Ancient Magus Bride, and Goblin Slayer. Thanks. Hi, Selena. Welcome to the show. I'm so glad you're happy to. I'm so glad that, and happy that you're able to come on today. How how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Good, good. That's good to hear. Um, so the first thing that uh, I want to get into today for uh for this episode is talk about what you're currently watching or reading. So typically I ask people what they're currently watching, but I know that you're more of a uh, manga slash light novel reader, which we'll get into later on. But uh, so, yeah, what uh, are you currently into? Uh, Right now I am watching, uh, juggling a couple of anime Mm -hmm. very, very slowly. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Uh, D. Gray Man Hallow um, is one of them, Planet With. Insane giant robot anime. That one's fun. Um, the Violet Evergarden on Netflix. And soon Fruits Basket, once it's available uh, to everybody on Crunchyroll. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. So the actually, the um, two shows that you mentioned, Fruits Basket and The Gray Man, um, I know... Th- so those are two series that I've actually haven't really gone into... Uh, but I have some friends that are really into both. Um, so, and I know to gray man with this new season, they, uh, it was kind of a revival or a continuation from a long hiatus, I believe. Yeah, it was a continuation. Cause after 103 episodes on the original release, I want to say it was 103. Uh, they kind of ran out of source material cause Hoshino sensei keeps going on hiatus for long periods of time like it came back last year after i want to say like five or six years we all thought it was dead and then suddenly there was new manga and we were all excited Uh, uh, so they with the uh anime so that's so that's with the manga or with the anime or both um Kind of with both, because the manga was quiet for a long time, and then it came back, and then the anime was very quiet from, I don't remember when the original ended, late 2000s, I want to say, and then suddenly there was a trailer for Halo, and everyone freaked out. <laughs> okay. It's interesting that the um, that the anime didn't go the filler route like you would get with like Naruto and... Uh, bleach and all that and it's interesting that they just stopped that and didn't do any filler options and wait for more manga to come out um was that something that you expected or were you fine with the way that uh, it's going now um i was kind of fine that they skipped the filler because 
the original series with the 103 episodes, there was a lot of filler in that, too, and some timeline adjustments. Like, they... Uh, a couple, two or three parters that were in the original series were actually light novels that took place before the manga series actually happened. And then they brought them in later and put them in the timeline later. So, like, at the beginning of the series, when Kanda is back from a mission, kind of injured and really angry at everybody, and then Alan shows up. Um, that was actually in the anime, The when they went to the village with the witches. That happened before Alan got to the order, and that was the mission Kanda had just come back from. So <laughs> there, okay. there was a lot of filler in the original and... I think when the original anime ended, Hoshino had just started a two-year hiatus. So, and without any idea when it was going to come back, I don't think they wanted to keep going with the anime and just spin their wheels for all eternity. Mm-hmm. Okay. They, they hit a decent stopping point for yeah. the 103-episode original, so... Okay. So, uh, did you feel the same way about, um, what was the other one that just came out? Uh, Fruits Basket. So, well, actually did Fruits, ba- did Fruits Basket, I actually haven't watched or, 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 or really know much about it. So did that actually end and then recontinue it? Or is it kind of the same story as, uh, um, wow. <laughs> the the way I understand yeah. Fruits Basket, because I have not seen the new one yet, it's still Crunchyroll Premium, and yeah. I don't have the time to make a premium membership worth my while. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, I totally understand that. So, from the way I understand it, um, it's a reboot, so they're starting over from the beginning again. The original anime, it went for a while. I don't remember there being much filler. There might have been a little bit of it. But they covered up to a certain point, and then it just kind of left off um, without really resolving anything. It was a decent ending. Like, if they had made another season, which might be what they were originally planning to do, they could have continued. But with how long it's been, I I think they're uh, probably a smart move to just reboot and redo. Yeah, so it'd probably get like the uh, Hunter X Hunter or Hunter Hunter treatment, um, maybe. Uh, that. So, are you looking forward to seeing um, the new, the the new reboot of that, or are you just kind of like just kind of waiting it out to see how uh, other people are taking it? Or. Um, I'm really excited for the new Fruits Basket. Um, I like when uh, classic series I grew up on, especially when they were that good. Fruits Basket, there's a reason it was the number one selling manga, or at least shoujo manga, in the U.S. for a while there. Um, it's it's a really good one. So the fact that a new generation of anime fans will get to experience Fruits Basket in the flashy new animation style, because it looks very different from the original. Um, it's going to be interesting for me to see which art style I prefer, but <laughs> it, it it's nice to see it getting rebooted so new people can experience what was kind of a core anime when it came out in the U.S. Everybody had seen Fruits Basket back then, pretty much. Okay, yeah, cool. Um, 
And I know, like, like I said, yeah, I have some a lot of friends that are into that and looking forward to seeing this new reboot. So uh, this might be my opportunity to go and jump into the series as well. Um, I know nothing about it, so I'll just be going into a blank slate. And that uh, could, and as you just said, you know, it was one of the uh, top items for a good while. So uh, it'll be interesting to see um, how this new uh, resurgence of that show comes about. Mm-hmm. And of course, all the new swag. I'm looking forward to that too. <laughs> oh yeah, merch. Yeah, oh, of course. <laughs> all of the merch. Yeah. All are of you, it. So, are you with? Are you more of a um, a physical like home video collect type of person, or do you go after that as well as like keychains, t-shirts, and all that other uh, stuff? Um, I have a couple of DVD series of the things I really, really liked. Like, um, I recently bought the Escaflone box set, um, with the, uh, the, the old dub on it, the, the old, I think it's the old Bandai release. I found that, uh, at a convention last weekend. Um, and I have, I have a couple things on DVD, not a whole lot anymore with streaming, but, um, I, I collect the, uh, plushies, especially of the non-human characters. So I have, uh, I have a Kyo and a Momiji and a uh, a Yuki and a Shigure uh, plush of them all. So <laughs> they, they were kind of my first anime uh, loot. Yeah. Uh, when did you start collecting anime merch? Or, or when did you uh, come from a point to just like watching and consuming the stories into being like, into being more like a... Uh, more of an in-depth fan like start and started collecting that kind of stuff um i started collecting before i knew really what anime was i had to have all of the sailor moon stuff so i had like five or six sailor moon t-shirts back in the day i have a uh i find it rather amusing a and a an official reproduction cell of sailor moon <laughs> that i'm quite proud of even though it's maybe worth a, do- a dollar <laughs> hey you know if it's something that you like then it's priceless oh yeah so i've 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 collected a lot of uh sailor moon stuff back in the day and i still have a lot of it um but the the stuff i collected as anime stuff that i actually knew what anime was uh and went to conventions and stuff for it is probably um i have a grunty from dot hack wow and uh the that was probably the first of the plush toys i bought yeah, and you probably uh, can't find I, like i don't even know where you'd go to find those i don't know either because uh i saw them a couple years after that and then they disappeared and you can't find dot hack stuff anymore but um and and i got the uh yuki and kyo at the that same convention back in oh man was it 2003 2004 it's been a while (laughs) what series is that um kyo and yuki are from fruits basket oh they're the cat and the rat okay okay well (laughs) all right cool um are you a so along with all that uh getting you know merch and everything are you a uh wall scroll type of person um i've had a couple wall scrolls over the years and uh i have a whole bunch of posters i need to put those up at some point in my house my walls are bare but but I've been waiting till I repaint. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. But, 
Yeah, I have a bunch of wall scrolls and uh, um, posters and things. So I've got like a Sailor Moon wall scroll from back in the day, back in elementary school when I didn't know what anime was. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I have a D. Gray Man one, or I had. I think I sold that one. Um, and I have a, a, a wall scroll from Black Cat. Oh, wow. Yeah, you really don't hear about Black Cat these days. Yeah, and it's a shame because that, that was... The original anime, I don't think they'd reboot it because I think the original anime pretty much covered everything that was in the manga. Okay. Uh, with a couple timeline changes to try and uh, shrink the timeline. Because yeah. the manga, I want to say it's like two years after the the events that kind of got it all started is where the manga actually begins. I don't want to spoil too much because... What oh. gets train and friends as bounty hunters at the start of the manga, you kind of know that already. In the anime, that moment doesn't happen for like five or six episodes. Okay. So. Um, okay, yeah. So just kind of, uh, by the way, you can you can spoil stuff in here. That's fine. Um, I'll just say in the intro what the spoilers are. So spoil away. It's fine. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> um, so um, the, the manga takes place two years after Saya is murdered. And it's it's kind of mentioned briefly in the manga until they go into it much later. But in the anime, where it starts, uh, Train is still an assassin. And then after five, six episodes, Saya dies and brutally murdered, poor, poor woman, uh, she was awesome, though. She she fought back pretty good to the end. Um, she He decided to take up her sweeper lifestyle, the bounty hunter thing, to uh, ultimately catch her killer, who he knew who it was. Just he needed to uh, find Creed and... Uh, I think it was Creed. I'm blanking on his name. It's That's been okay. a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's been quite a while for me. Um, I haven't uh, read any of the manga for Black Cat, but I did watch the anime a while back. And to be honest, the only thing I remember are those uh, like meat sacks that he carries on his jacket. Oh yeah, the um, the, the uh, meat buns. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the meat buns. Yeah, and it was like that was just the silliest thing ever. But. Uh, um, I do remember, though, I did really enjoy the story um, in the series, so that might have to be a go-back-and-watch type of thing. Oh, yeah. I have a box set for that somewhere. I need to find it, because now I really want to rewatch it. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I think, actually, I don't own it, but um, I think my dad might actually have that, so I'll have to go and see if I can get it from him and watch that. <laughs> um so, but uh, one other thing that I wanted to um, get into really quick is, um, and this goes back to the merch and stuff, uh, what was the last convention you went to? I went to Animarathon last weekend. Oh, yeah. Where is that? Uh, that, that one's up in Bowling Green. It's a, now it's a two-day one, but okay. that, um, it's a college convention. It's two days, $10 to get in. It, it's a nice little con, and it's kind of surprising how many um people are there who remember the old stuff yeah which is why i enjoy going so much because i've i've joked with people that i have forgotten more anime than uh young anime fans these days uh have ever watched (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah, those um type of conventions are really nice. Uh there's one um called uh Nyancon that's really cool. Oh yeah, um, I've been to Nyancon. That that one's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 nice and you get a lot of uh unique um you see a lot a lot of unique stuff like you said, people that like will know some of like the older stuff and it, someone who really remembers neat. black cat for example right exactly <laughs> exactly although i mean i don't i don't know um like you're actually the only person that i uh that i've seen that actually knows of black cat so um yeah it's it's rare <laughs> yeah. um so some other stuff that I wanted to get into is uh, some of your favorite series. So I know we talked about a couple of them, but uh, a couple that I wanted to talk about specifically was um, two series that I have heard of, but never actually watched until, you know, you had put it on, put it on the list. And that is uh, Princess Tutu and Ancient Magus, Magus Bride. So the first one I wanted to go into was Princess Tutu. So how did you discover this show? I, I think uh, Princess Tutu, I found that one at a convention. I want to say uh, that was one I had seen in a viewing room. Uh, back in the day, conventions used to have rooms that just had anime because there wasn't an easy way to stream it back then. Right. The only way to really watch your anime uh, legally anyway was to go and buy the DVD. So a lot of the conventions had rooms where they would just show the first DVD or however many episodes of different anime so you could get a taste for it and see if you actually wanted to spend the uh, $60 or whatever it cost to get the couple of DVDs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So that was how I discovered that one. Um, I, I was promised magical girl fairy tale ballet anime, and yeah. I'm a big dork for all three of those things. Okay. So Are you a dancer? That is that is what got me started watching it, and the characters uh, kept me hooked. Okay. Yeah. Um, that was one of. So, I mean, I've seen a bunch of anime. Um. <laughs> Princess Tutu was definitely one of the more interesting things that I've seen. Now, I haven't finished it. Um, full disclosure, I only watched the first five episodes um, so far. Um, ah, so you haven't gotten into the good part yet. <laughs> I mean, I wonder, you know, what I wonder what what uh, considered the good part, because so far, like. It's like, like I said, it's very interesting. So my opinion of it at first the first like episode i was like what the heck is this like i just i was like this is like i i, I like I'll, like you again, know you're full... in for a ride <laughs> when an anime starts with once upon a time a man died <laughs> yeah yeah like it, it was just so weird and full disclosure i was like okay let me just get through these five episodes <laughs> but <laughs> But my opinion changed after like the third episode when I when like I where it finally clicked to me like what exactly was going on and like what exactly this what was happening in the story and that's like where the interesting um, stuff happened. Um, oh yeah, has Princess Crayhe showed up for you yet? 
Uh, no. So. Once Krahe shows up, uh-huh. that's where it starts getting really good. Because she's essentially the Odile to Princess Tutu's Odette. So okay. um, she's she's the evil magical girl in this series. They, they were doing evil magical girls back before it was cool. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, so with this series, um, you know, you mentioned you were a fan of magical girls and the uh, it, it kind of has like, well, I wouldn't say it kind of. It definitely does have like a very dance ballet heavy motif to it. Um, so what? So what, 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 which of those aspects kind of pulled you into the show more? Was it, just, was it more so a combination or was it like one thing over the other that kind of drew you to it? Um, the, the fact that it was a ballet-themed Magical Girl series uh, okay. really drew me to it because I had read a couple Magical Girls and seen a few Magical Girl series at that point, like Sailor Moon, Cardcaptor Sakura, a little bit of Wedding Peach. Wedding Peach didn't do much for me, though. Um, but I saw Princess Tutu and, um, despite the silly title and the first five episodes kind of being, um, weird little kid, happy-go-lucky kind of magical girl stuff, Mm -hmm. um, like I said, once Princess Crahey shows up, uh, the tone really changes or begins to change into the second half. Because uh, that's when it starts becoming less of the uh, kind of typical magical girl of the time. And it starts going more grim fairy tales, uh, ballet kind of stuff happens. So that that's when um, you, you learn about the raven. He shows up. Uh, oh, I uh, Muto that. goes evil at one point um, okay. and starts wearing all black and is trying to actually kill Princess Tutu. Oh um, <laughs> wow. That's interesting uh, that you mentioned that the Raven shows up. I thought the Raven was the one guy that was trying to control um, uh, Muto. Um, uh, Fakir. Yeah. Yeah, Fakir. What's interesting with Princess Tutu is there a lot of them are trying to go for the same goal. It's just how they go about it is totally different. Like Duck, uh, who becomes Princess Tutu, her she wants to save Muto. She wants to see him smile. Yeah, and that's why she becomes Princess Tutu and is always trying to save Muto from whatever stupid thing the mop head gets into because he has no emotions and apparently that means no brains either. Mm-hmm. Fakir is trying to protect Muto because, uh, spoiler for way later in the series, Go it turns it. out Fakir is Drosselmeyer's descendant and he has the ability of whatever he writes comes to life. And he wrote a little story that got his parents killed. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so that's why he's trying to protect Muto, because he doesn't want the same thing to happen to Muto uh, with the Raven coming back and all that, which is why uh, him and he and Duck are kind of butting heads mm-hmm. until about halfway through the series, and then Fakir kind of becomes a good guy. Oh, man, um, okay. That's cool. Rue is another character. I'm not sure if you've met her yet. Um, uh, was she like the... like? I, I know we met a character who was like 
also like one of like the more she she was like a popular student and like yeah was, the perfect girl yeah um, yeah yeah she, with the dark hair and she has the red tutu so she really stands out mm-hmm. um she's the one who ultimately becomes princess crahey oh okay i can okay i can see that so she's trying to look out for muto in her own way and it kind of gets corrupted and she turns into crahey okay um, so it's really interesting how they're all going about it. And then you have Drosselmeyer who's just mucking up everything because he's an author who doesn't want to leave well enough alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, and Drosselmeyer is interesting too, cause he's, he's definitely an antagonist in the series, but yeah. not in the same way as the Raven or uh Cray. He, he's just weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And so it, it it's an interesting series. There's there's a reason it's kind of broken up. There are two halves to it, and you're not quite half you're you're not quite halfway through the first half. The uh, chapter of the egg, I think, was what it was called. Um, Probably not. But in the second half, when uh, so a, a, a whole thing goes down where two two faces off head to head with Crahey to get Muto back. Mm-hmm. And she ultimately, uh, Tutu ultimately wins with the, it is so beautiful and so sad. She does a pas de deux by herself. Um, a pas de deux is a ballet dance where it's between two people, um, usually the female lead and the male lead. Mm-hmm. And Tutu does it by herself. So she does this beautiful heartbreaking dance where she kind of has, they show like a shadow of a partner in what Muto, if he was dancing with her would be doing. Um, But he's not there. And so at one point she does this beautiful lift that if Muto was there, she wouldn't have fallen to the ground. It it's gorgeous. But after that event, it goes to the uh, chapter of the, it's either hatchling or fledgling. And that's when it gets really dark. It goes from more lighthearted kind of uh, almost like Nutcracker-esque ballet stuff to something that's a lot closer tone-wise to uh, Swan Lake, where, spoiler alert for every ballet ever made except maybe (laughs) five, uh, everybody dies at the end of ballets. (laughs) (laughs) It is rare that people don't die. Um. <laughs> well, uh, the the only now the only ballet that I've actually ever seen uh, was the Nutcracker. Um, people seem to turn out fine in that one, but <laughs> yeah, that's one of the few that uh, that end well for yeah. anybody. But um, a lot of ballets, everybody just dies at the end. Princess yeah. Tutu, um, I don't think i can't remember if anybody really dies at the end i think the only one who really dies at the end is the raven ah who who cares about the raven he was the bad guy <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah right and, of course <laughs> uh, and i can't say drosselmeyer dies because he's already dead oh huh, okay <laughs> he's haunting people <laughs> yeah. but it um, does have a sad ending that i mm. don't want to spoil for you because the ending okay. really is really good okay okay for sure yeah um, so one other thing on that, um, so of, of you being into the series and into the, um, 
dance and ballet aspects. Uh, do you dance yourself or is it uh, just an interest? Uh, I used to do ballet and tap uh, all throughout my public schooling career. So starting when I was oh, six or seven, I was doing ballet classes like twice a week for all the way through uh, high school. Okay. So, and I've seen a bunch of ballets uh, at the Playhouse Square, uh, yeah. a, a theater in a theater district in Cleveland. So back when they did the ballet season, I want them to bring that back. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Um, what's your favorite ballet? Mm, my favorite ballet, it kind of depends what mood I'm in. Um, I, I do enjoy the Nutcracker. Uh, Swan Lake is up there among my favorites. Uh, Capella is a fun one. Uh, that That's one of the ballets that ends well for everybody as well. Um, <laughs> okay, that's good. <laughs> cool. So, there, there are a bunch. Um, I can't say really that I've disliked any ballets, except for that one modern interpretation of Sleeping Beauty where uh, there were vampires involved for some reason. Uh, that was weird. But that was just that ballet, not the Sleeping Beauty ballet in general. <laughs> okay, interesting. Uh, interesting interpretation. I haven't seen it, so I can't give a call on that. I can just say that's an interesting interpretation. Of, <laughs> You're not missing much. It was pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, another series that uh, I wanted to talk about um, just really quick is Ancient Magus Bride. Um, so this one uh, I thought was really cool, too, and that uh, I started I, I had actually been planning to watch this um, for a good while. So I thought, you know, you bringing it up was a good opportunity to um to uh get through some episodes and again i'm still only five episodes in uh so is this one that uh so this is very different from princess tutu so there's like no dancing involved and as far no, as i know it for the interpretive see... dance mm. in the opening ah okay yeah yeah <laughs> um as, as far as i know it's also isn't very magical girl heavy well given the magical girl genre i guess but I guess if you go technically, like with the technical term, she is a magical girl. But um, what, uh, so so what um, draws you to this series? What what are some things about it that caught your eye or that you um, liked about it? Um, what ultimate, I, I had saw, I saw it in the bookstore a couple of times and I was drawn to the, uh, the the main character on characters on the cover of the first manga are uh, Chise with uh, bright red hair and everything. So that was um, a, a drew the eye. But you also have uh, Elias who he has a giant like cow skull for a head. Right, it's a little weird. <laughs> yeah, it, it was very weird, and I was intrigued and went, "What on earth is this?" So I started reading it and I fell in love with those two because Chise, um, she's, uh, she is very down and out when the series starts. I mean, her mother had, I think, yeah, her mother had committed suicide right in front of her. Um, she was being passed around family to family member because, uh, she sees spirits and fairies and all of that that most people can't see and they have a habit those magical creatures have a habit of harassing her so yeah. they keep passing her around and 
eventually it just gets so bad that in high school she's somebody can she it's not hard to convince her but somebody convinces her to essentially sell herself into magical slavery that's how bad her life is yeah yeah it's pretty and it's it's pretty bleak yeah and then elias shows up and i love elias because he's uh he's centuries old but he does not understand human society or emotion or anything. So it's really fun to just watch him not understand what's going on. Uh, mm-hmm. He ends up purchasing her to make her his apprentice. And uh, as the title would suggest, he wants to eventually marry her. Yeah. Which like, is a uh, little how weird. How old you say? Chise is 16, which, depending Oof. where you are in Japan, it would be legal for her to get married. Um, but so Elias, they live in London. They live in London, which I'm not sure what the rules are in London about that. But I know in the U.S., a lot of places you can get married at 16. Which That's true. Strange. Um, but the... I like watching those two interact because you have Chise who is kind of out of practice on dealing with people. And then you have Elias who just really doesn't understand humanity at all. (laughs) And it's kind of fun to watch them both be fish out of water together. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But it, it has a bit of a fairy tale feel to it as well. Um, And again, kind of the grim fairy tale thing, not the uh, lighthearted Disney uh, fairy tales. Yeah, see, that was one of the things that I thought was interesting about this show because when I, you know, I'm only a few episodes in, but when I was looking at it, I was like, you know, it seemed like it would be more of a, well, for me, uh, for where I'm at, it seems like it kind of sits right in the middle between like uh, everything goes or everything turns out well, but, and then like, there's also that kind of like grim side to it as well. It kind of sits in the middle for me because like, it doesn't seem like she's going through the adventures that she has gone through, like hasn't really been, I mean, she's been in real danger, but it seems like Elias is always like right there to protect her and like get her out of it. So, and it, and that seems pretty like seamless and very like her get out of jail free card, which I'm not saying is bad. Like, I think the story is really interesting and I'm not, and I'm not saying that's a negative of the show, but, uh, then you get scenes where like this guy is murdering cats and it's like, what the heck? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It, it has some, uh, tonal shifts. Um, throughout it, it very, it kind of is seamlessly going from, here's some silly stuff happening at the house and Elias just not understanding humans again to, oh, by the way, there is somebody like murdering people and Elias is being paid to find them because they're kind of (laughs) magical. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a very, um, a, a very interesting thing um so you so you read the manga or was this the novel does it have a novel i don't know um it does have a light novel that was uh recently released but i have not read the light novel yet 
Um, it started as a manga, and the light novel is a spinoff, kind of like how Death Note has a spinoff novel, and mm-hmm. Full Metal Alchemist has a couple of them. Oh, hmm. I didn't know about the Full Metal Alchemist ones. Yeah, I'm not sure if they're still in print or not, but they're they're really entertaining. Um, so if you can find them, they're worth a read. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Full Metal Alchemist is one of my favorite series, so it, uh, I haven't read any of the manga yet, but uh, I'd be interested to see what the light novels are about if they're spinoffs of like the main story, for sure. Yeah, they're spinoffs of the main story. Um, the... The, the one you're probably familiar with the story of, if you've seen the original Full Metal Alchemist anime. Yeah. Um, you remember the, I think it was a two-parter that had the fake Elric brothers? Uh, oh, I don't remember that at all. Yeah. Uh, okay, <laughs> well, that, that was the first Light Novels story, actually. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, you... I think if you were to see the episode or start reading the novel, you would remember it right away. Yeah, but... I have to go back and 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 check that out. I mean, it's it's been a, it's been a while. It's 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 been quite a while. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if that's in the Brotherhood version of the series, but it it was in the original uh, anime. Ah, okay, okay. Um, so kind of switching gears a little, just a little bit from the series. Uh, so I want to talk about, you know, it's your path with anime and manga and light novels and, uh, your experience with it overall. So you mentioned some of the first, uh, one of the first series that you talked about, uh, that being magical girls and sailor moon. Um, so what got you hooked, uh, on that show and when did you discover it? Uh, Sailor Moon, I discovered uh, back in elementary school, probably in first or second grade when it was being shown on TV, uh, probably the second time it was shown on TV. Um, And I got hardcore into that. Um, I really liked uh, Serena in the dub, Usagi in the uh, original version. Um, Her airheaded optimism for everything really spoke to me back then. Um, and uh, the fact that she she could, she got a bunch of friends and they're all working together to save the world and uh, blasting all the bad guys with their sugar-coated rainbows and hearts and everything. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Seven, eight-year-old me really liked the uh, magical, um, we're go- fighting evil by moonlight kind of uh, uh, series. So I like, it was another case of I really liked the characters and I really liked the, um, the, the magic that they were doing and just, it wasn't anything like anything else on TV at the time, yeah. which, uh, uh, I, that that's also uh, made me very happy to have this show where it's all female characters all doing stuff. You it, it almost as opposed to having a token female character, they had more yeah. of like a token male character. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I I just liked that, and all I, I really liked all the uh, characters running around, and I could really relate to. Um, Usagi or Serena in the dub uh, and Amy in the dub, uh, especially. 
Okay. What was it uh, about those characters in particular? Um, Usagi, the way she just easily made friends with everybody. Um, I was, I'm, I still am. You, you can tell from how I am at conventions and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a extrovert, and I love talking to new people and all of that. But uh, back when I was in elementary school, I had a lot of trouble making friends. Um, and so I related a lot to Amy, who is the smart girl, and nobody wants to talk to her, and they all think she's kind of stuck up because she's so smart and everything. Mm-hmm. So the fact that she found a good friend like Usagi, and uh, uh, they were able to work together, fight evil, hang out. Uh, Amy could, like, rescue uh, Serena's grades. <laughs> mm-hmm. It gave me a little more hope, and then I was trying to be more like Serena. So if I saw somebody who was having trouble and needed a friend on the playground or whatever, I would volunteer to be that person. <laughs> so. Okay. Yeah, I, th- I think that's really sweet, and I, I, I think that's I think that's really nice. Um, and you know, I I think you, that de- that uh, mentality mentality definitely shows. Um, you know, because we've met at conventions at <laughs> uh, concoction, and um, yeah, I mean, I've from what I've seen, you know, you're definitely that type of person that's very outgoing and uh, and you know, willing to make and is willing and able to make friends with pretty much anybody. It seems so. <laughs> I think that's really good. Well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> now, now I'm embarrassed. <laughs> oh no, that's no, that's you, you don't have to be. That's that's it's totally cool. I, I think that's awesome. Um, so Sailor Moon was kind of so. Would you say that was your descent into the darkness of anime and? <laughs> oh heck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And then some. And then I'm assuming uh, that you know later on you started consuming more shows and more content and so i actually have here that you um you know you watched a lot of toonami is that correct oh yeah i lived on uh toonami and saturday morning cartoons on the wb and yeah fox that was my kids and the fox box <laughs> yeah you don't hear about fox box anymore um which is kind of disappointing because the two shows that i really liked on there was uh ultimate muscle and cubics and oh, I remember Cubics, Robots for Everyone. Yeah, and I can't find it anywhere. And I was like, I want to watch this. And like, and it kind of makes me sad because I remember really, really enjoying that. And uh, it's kind of disappointing that. Uh, so, I mean, if there's anybody out there that knows where to stream that, let me know. It. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and Metabots was also one that I really enjoyed. Um, oh, Metabots. <laughs> yeah, did, did you watch that? Did you enjoy that? Yes. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Like it was really like, I, 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 I thought it was cool to the, the thing that I remember most is, uh, Mr. Referee who would just show up like whenever they're about to fight and do his whole spiel. And I thought, yeah, that he was, would just like, show hilarious. up out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was hilarious. Um, so, so what were some of your favorite shows on either those programs or a tsunami? Um, Sailor Moon is definitely uh, my favorite among them all. Uh, I really, I I followed Card Captors uh, loyally, and um, uh, Pokemon, obviously. uh, What good 90s kids did not obsess over Pokemon? Seriously. Um, 
Um, uh, Shaman King was another of my oh favorites. My One day I will find that manga and I will read the original unedited version. <laughs> Shaman King, man. Oh, man. That theme song was just everything. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> it was life. Um, yeah, so with the Shaman King manga, I actually heard that there was a continuation that um, is about uh, Yo's kid. Ooh. Yeah. Now I really need to find this manga. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it seemed I never got into it, but it seemed interesting. Uh, and I was sad that the anime stopped because it seemed because there was they still needed to like finish the tournament and whatnot. And that was kind of disappointing. Yeah, I never even got to see the last episode they broadcast. I was really mad because then they canceled it and didn't do any reruns. Oh, my gosh, that's so upsetting. Well, <laughs> maybe they'll have like the DVDs at like or something at a convention if you like scrape through like the uh bins that they have sometimes i don't want to say to get it from other sources because i want to advocate watching things legally but um... well, hulu has a lot of the old <laughs> stuff because i think i uh, saw the other day hulu had like monster rancher on there oh wow yeah that that's another oldie i forgot all about that but I think that might have been originally a video game. I can't remember. Yeah, it was a video game, and uh, it had, like, a card game tie-in, and it had the anime tie-in. That that was another one that um, we made. Here, guys, we made an anime to push our toys. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, well, originally that was what cartoons, I mean, I would think cartoons in general, well, at least in Western society, was for, was to push the toys. Um and, and merch so that makes sense <laughs> mm-hmm. um so uh going into that you know i know you know these days you know you i know you read a lot of manga and light novels um and mainly because and i i sure a lot of adults who are into anime feel this is there's just not enough time to sit and watch a series right mm-hmm. yeah so, there's, there's not nearly <laughs> enough time to watch a whole series yeah and you know with like 30 new shows come that come out like every season it's just like uh, i don't know how people keep up with this but uh, um they watch at 1.5 speed which i refuse to do <laughs> yeah so i actually i've i've heard of that and that's just not with anime but with like a whole bunch of mediums like li- listening or watching it to it at um at a higher speed but like i don't know if i like that and that's not to say that people that do that is bad i don't want to a negative out there but i don't know if i like that for me it seems like i i can't uh process what's going on at that quick Mm. of the speed so i i usually just leave it at the normal speed and then i don't have to worry about people sounding like chipmunks (laughs) (laughs) okay it just that's funny um yeah i can imagine like a dub that would be hilarious oh that Um, would be way too funny (laughs) (laughs) um so what uh so what what types of light novels uh are are you into is it still some of the same like magical girl themes or is it more of a larger spectrum of uh stories um it's a really large spectrum of stories because they don't in the US they don't really translate the light novels that are aimed at the female audience a lot mm-hmm. um i mean they've done some in the past uh Kieli, uh, is one of my favorites, and that was definitely a four girls. Uh, interestingly enough, kind of a dystopian uh, series. But okay. um, f- 
for the most part, I, I branch out a lot in my light novels readings because for the most part for me, if it's good characters, I will happily sit and read about uh, the the um, slice of life genre, a.k.a. cute girls doing cute things genre. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as long as I like them, uh, I, I don't really care what it is they're doing. I, I just need compelling characters to keep going. So some of my favorites are uh, Spice and Wolf. Oh, I love Spice and Wolf. Well, I've only seen the anime, but yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the novels go on a lot longer. Um, and then I really like one that recently, I think, got re-released on uh, uh, the, the e-books, e-book store, um, Book Girl. Uh, that, that one is a light novel series for people like me who read way too many books. <laughs> oh, there's no such thing as reading too many books. Come on. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> so uh, that that's a good one because that one, each volume is based on a different piece of classical literature. Mm-hmm. Um, some Japanese, some uh, Western. So like the last one I read, because I still need to read two more in that series. Um, one of them's based off of a Japanese, I think it's a Japanese classic called The Demon Pond. Okay. But then there's another one in the series that's based off of Wuthering Heights or uh, Phantom of the Opera. So, okay. And the nice thing is too, you don't actually have to have read any of these classics because they they give you enough of a lowdown on what the original classic is, so you can see the parallels to it. Because one of the main characters, the uh, titular book girl, uh, she reads. A lot, and by reads, I mean she also eats the books. <laughs> huh. She literally eats books. Um, but she'll, she sees the parallels all the time, and by the end of the uh, book will be like, and here are all the parallels between what just happened in Wuthering Heights or okay. what have you. So you as the reader, you don't actually have to know any of it, but it's kind of fun going in. Uh, having read Wuthering Heights and having read Phantom of the Opera, because yes, that was a book, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and knowing, seeing all the parallels myself and going, oh man, they're going to do this next, aren't they? And then being right is so satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool. Um, so one of the things that I've always thought about light novels and this is kind of more so for my education and for people that are listening that haven't really delved into that much would you compare light novels with like what we would call here i guess in western um states like would you compare that or equate that to like the ya genre or am i off base there um you're not too far off base um a lot of the light novels it, it refers more to how they were originally published in Japan, because a lot of them are published uh, serially, and then they're collected into a book, kind of like manga is. Oh. Um, they're they're meant to be shorter books that you can spend a couple bucks on and take them on the train when you're riding to and from work or to and from school. Um a lot of the ones that get translated here to the U.S. are very much in the young adult genre or could be considered in the new adult genre. Okay. Um, so you're not too far off. I can't 
really think of any off the top of my head that are considered light novels in the U.S. that would not be considered in the young adult or new adult genre. Okay. Uh, I'm sure there are some. I just can't yeah. think of any. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's just I, that's interesting because like and I, I've just always been curious because that was always my suspicion, but I wasn't entirely sure. So that's actually good to know. Um, especially for for me and for you know people listening who might not be as familiar with um, with that term. So yeah, so thanks for enlightening <laughs> there. Yeah, no problem. Um, so I know that, and one thing that you mentioned, and I know that you actually run your own book club. Is that right? Oh yeah, I run two book clubs online, and there are a couple sister groups because, of course, there are. <laughs> right. <laughs> So, so I mm-hmm. go ahead. Uh, I run two of the groups. Uh, one is the Shoujo Manga Book Club, which, as the name suggests, is uh, all about shoujo manga. We every other month we pick a couple of books to uh, series to read and discuss, and there are challenges. So right now we're doing a challenge, uh, scavenger hunt challenge, where I made up a list of a bunch of random things you see in manga all the time, like dog, school uniform, computer, um, flashback, I think was one too. I did a couple of silly ones. Like there's a flashback or there are colored pages. And, uh, the, the goal was to find a manga that had one of these things in them and to try and find 10 of the items on the list. Okay. So that, that one, it's a really big club. It's fairly quiet though. Okay. (laughs) And then the other one for the people who really like uh, Japanese light novels, I run the Japanese novel and light novel book club, where, again, as the name suggests, Japanese novels and light novels. But we also read uh, novels that are inspired by Japan and uh, American light novels. So I know at one point we read Memoirs of a Geisha, um, we, we read a, a Western thriller series called Sensei that was, uh, martial arts based. Uh, so we, we read a lot of different things. And right now in the, uh, Japanese novel, light novel club, we're reading Chronicles of a Traveling Cat. Huh. That sounds interesting. It is, but I strongly suspect it's going to make me cry by the end. <laughs> like good cry or bad cry? Like, like, I suspect the cat is going to die cry. <laughs> okay, so, all right. Okay. So, sad cry. <laughs> yeah, sad It's cry. really well written, but sad cry. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> but, I mean, it sounds like that could be a really a good and interesting story, so. I, yeah, and so good. far it is. Uh, how long have you been running uh, these clubs? Um, The... Uh, I don't remember for the shoujo group, but the Japanese novel and light novel uh, book club has been five years this fall. Okay. Wow. Good job. Yeah. I didn't realize it was that long until I went back to look and I said, dang, it's been five years. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. That's, the, that, the, that, that's awesome. Yeah. The, the shoujo manga one was a couple years before that. So that one's probably eight years or so. Um so they, they've both been going for a while. Okay. Um, 
so what uh what what kinds of discussions do you guys talk about uh in the club so i know you talked about like there's kind of like a in one of them there was like that kind of light scavenger hunt type of thing um so what other kinds of activities go on in there uh we do the challenges and we'll we'll discuss things in the we'll, we'll talk about oh who, who what's your favorite character what was your favorite event in the uh, in the shoujo it, uh, group it'll be the series overall we discuss um, in the uh, novel and light novel one we usually just look at the first volume so we'll talk about the events of the novel uh, as they happen so um, we we had a very interesting discussion when we uh, read Goblin Slayer <laughs> oh okay what what was that um, in the first episode of the anime and right. in the first chapter of the light novel, um, the, there, there is, um, oh, is this like one of the not so good, like scenes with, of the goblins attacking? Yeah. Women? The, the pillaging and plundering, uh, gotcha. goblins against the adventurers and murdering everybody and, uh, yeah. Doing it, it, things with corpses that should not be done with corpses. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I have seen Goblin Slayer, so I, don't, I, I definitely know what you're referring to. It's it's not very good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, we, we had an interesting discussion with that one. And, um, and, and a general agreement of the... Uh, the light novels writing at times is a little... Um, it, it's written with an omniscient narrator, mm -hmm. and oh. uh, said omniscient narrator gets really distracted by how the priestess uh, or cleric, or I think they call her priestess in the light novel, how priestess looks. So, oh, oh, hey, everyone's getting murdered by goblins and stuff, but let's talk about her delicate arm, which has an arrow sticking out of it, or her classically beautiful face. <laughs> huh. And so I kept going, no, no, I'll, I'll wait. Keep talking about how pretty she is while everybody is being murdered around her. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And I don't care too much. If they had done that earlier on when, hey, we're at the guild and let's talk about how pretty the uh, priestess is then, I would have been okay with it. I might have rolled my eyes a little bit, but right. it, it would have fit in a little better than hey, I'm going to get randomly sidetracked when uh, everybody is dying, okay? <laughs> yeah, that seems like a very weird, weird, uh, weird thing. Yeah, it, it was bizarre. Yeah, yeah, I bet. Okay, so, okay, so, you, um, so you, and so the discussions you guys have uh, in the club are, are based around just different story elements and different things that may happen in the uh in whatever story you're currently working on right yeah yeah we'll discuss the uh work and sometimes we'll discuss the uh anime or uh other media as it relates to the series like we watched um or watched we read uh perfect blue which was the novel that inspired the movie perfect blue okay so we had a, a little bit after the book was read, we were we talked a little bit about how the book compared to the movie and the changes that were made and whether we liked them or not or if they fit and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I think we, we all kind of agreed that the movie was really, really good. <laughs> okay. 
So, huh. so all right. So, um, if if there's somebody out there who's like looking for a group like this, um, and is you know trying to see if they can, if it's something that would be right for them to join in, uh, how how would somebody be able to do that? Uh, become a part of your clubs. Um, we. The clubs are hosted on a website called goodreads.com. So good, like a good book uh, and reads because books, ha ha. Um, right, right. <laughs> and you just, you go to the groups and you just search shoujo manga book club or Japanese novel and light novel book club. And they'll be one of the few clubs that show up. Uh, definitely the one of the more active groups okay. that pop up. Um, you'll, you'll know that you're in the right group when they link to each other and to two other groups because we have a bit of an alliance with the, uh, the Shonen Manga Book Club and the Jose and Seinen readers. Um, we, we all talk back end, so we're, we're kind of all modding together. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, and I think you actually did send me the links to each of those um, that I can uh, put out there whenever... Uh, the episode comes out and put it on with all the social medias um, if that's okay with you. Yeah, that would be great. We, we love having more people to discuss books with. For sure. Okay, yes, we could definitely do that um, for listeners out there who might be interested in, uh, in joining that. So I think that just about finishes off the list that I have. Um, so, Selena, I wanted to thank you for, you know, being able to join me today and having this chat you know i really enjoyed myself um and it was definitely really cool to hear about uh your favorite series and 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 uh and the different characters and things like that oh i had a great time too hopefully i didn't talk your ear off too much (laughs) oh no no that's fine and honestly the more that you talk the better it is for me because that's less that i have to come up with questions <laughs> so it kind of works out so i mean i've had I, i've had people talk about like oh you know i hope i didn't talk your ear off i'm like no please do <laughs> so well i'm great. glad i could be of service <laughs> yeah yeah so thank you very much for joining and i i really enjoyed uh enjoyed the time with you today yeah good talking to you too thanks